Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians, Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior, and Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are Three Book Girls. Three Book Girl Powers Activate! <laughs> I'm not really sure what my power is. Hey, I have my super ring on. Wasn't that the oh. uh, the beginning of Wonder Twins Powers Activate? You both is it are Wonder too young Twins for or that. is it like. <laughs> is it. I think it's Wonder Twins. Wonder Twin Powers Activate! Shape of a Eagle! You guys are both too young. Never mind. I think maybe <laughs> well, we should no, just start was, over. Now, there was another cartoon that did that, but it was like, you know, activate something power, something power. Okay, we're. I don't even know why I use that, because we're not going to be doing any superpower uh, books. No. I guess I just feel like we're we're kind of like book superheroes. Okay. You know? I'll take that. <laughs> be a superhero. Spreading the good word of reading and... Exciting people about literature every day. <laughs> sure. Okay, maybe I have yes. had a little too much coffee. You have had a lot of coffee today. Oh, who's who's going to start today? We, it, It's weird because, okay, we have to be have full disclosure here. We don't normally record our podcast during the day. We normally do Friday night. Mm-hmm. But this is actually a Sunday afternoon. So it feels really strange. Yeah, it's really it's not, bright in here. Yeah, it's very <laughs> bright. It's not dark. We're a little more awake. But I don't know if that's good or bad. We're not silly and sleepy. Yeah. Sleepy I and silly. Some, I got some steel slappuccino right here. Well, it's always better with a little slappuccino. I've had about four of those this morning. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to have to peel me off the ceiling. I had two very large cups of coffee today already. All right, so who wants to go first? Well, do you want me to go first? Sure, yeah, I'm all go. right with going first. Yeah, all right. Um, What'd you read this week, Vonnie? I read Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh, I which, love that book. Did you like that? It yeah, was a, I liked it too. It was a very well-written book, and I don't, I'm not really a huge fan of like the Asian culture and all of that. I just read this because... It was, I think it was on a list somewhere. For it was on one of the lists, yes. Fiction, mm-hmm. yes. greatest historical fiction, yada, yada. So I read it, and it came recommended, of course. And it's actually an extremely interesting plot of a peasant girl in China who is sold to a geisha house, mm-hmm. and her growing up and trying to, you know become her own person and get out of the um, scrutiny of the other geisha who lives in the house that she sold into, which she's Why extremely Why was she sold? I, you know, it's been such a long time since I read that book that I I don't recall that. Was it because her family was poor? Well, her, what? her father is extremely old. Oh, he actually yeah. had a family who had all died, and he married a second time to her mother's, her name is Chio when she's before she's a geisha and her mom has bone cancer and her mom dies and her 
father can't take care of her and her older sister. So and, when she's, and because they're not boys, they can't run the farm. Right, exactly. So when she's nine, I want to say she was nine, and her sister was 15, they're sold into different geisha houses. And um, when you're sold into a geisha house, it's not like they... You have to pay back your debts to the geisha house, including what you were sold for. Mm-hmm. So, like, say they bought you for, you know, $100. Whenever you make it all the way up into a geisha, you have to pay that money back to them. Now, that's room and board and stuff, too, right? That you have to pay right. back? Right. They yeah. keep it the running. Whole, the whole time you're there. Right. It's what you're sold for, your room and board, all of your geisha training, all of your komodos that you have to buy, your makeup that you have Kimono. to buy, any komodos yeah kimono kimono a komodo is a dragon i just have to do this i'm sorry (laughs) i know well you know i get to talking to that and so they want girls who they think are going to be and earn a lot of money as a geisha to put all of their money into Mm -hmm. so they're not going to invest into a girl that they don't think is going to make the money back to pay off their debts now here's a question i have for you what was your impression or of your pre your preconceived notions of what a geisha was and what w- what the actual explanation was. Well, their life is a whole lot sadder than what I thought. I thought a geisha before I read this, I thought they were just basically like kind of like dancers, entertainers. They, you know, waitressed and you know entertained, mm-hmm. just as you know, just strictly regular entertaining, not anything else into that word, right? of the men and, you know, performed ceremonies and all of that stuff. But it's actually a lot more than that. And for girls who aren't good geishas, they're subpar geishas or poor geishas, it just, they have absolutely no hope in their life. I mean, they're always going to be in debt to their geisha house. Yeah. And there's not anything they, I mean, mean, they're just basically slaves their whole life. So it's like Mm -hmm. a combination, you know, of that and the fact that their status is low. Because status is so important in the Japanese culture. Right. And people who are good geishas are elevated to a certain level, which is what I was confused by when I first read it. They're elevated to a certain level, but it seems like they're never elevated to... The status of the men who pay for their services. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just, it's it's a culture just that pushes people down. I just don't enjoy the Asian culture very much. But listening to this little girl who is sold, and she's so optimistic when she's sold because she thinks that she's going to go to this wonderful family and have a wonderful life. And it just... It's it's a real roller coaster ride for her life and mm. how she, you know, actually made her life better for herself and just I liked the it's book. A good book. Yeah. I really liked it just because well, the main character, she's so young when she sold, she's still a child essentially. Mm-hmm. So she's a little troublemaker and she gets in trouble uh with all the other geishas uh on accident. She's not doing it on purpose and then Right. Uh, 
I just like I like the writing of the novel mm-hmm. was awesome um, because you can picture everything and from the their clothing and the makeup they're putting on and just like you can picture the culture and it just makes the entire thing very. You guys beautiful. are gonna laugh, but the one thing that stuck with me the most about that book is the fact, and I know this is ridiculous that I like focused on that, but the fact that they use nightingale excrement. Yes, for makeup. their makeup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, after that for a while, it was real hard for me to look at my makeup the same <laughs> way. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder what's really in this. Well, I mean, it is set back in like the 1930s because it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's pre-World War II and during World War II. So they didn't have a lot of the stuff. And that, I mean, the makeup and well, yeah. ingredients that we have for our stuff now, they use... Whatever works. Well, see, whatever. You don't know what they use. Well, That's exactly. And it's not necessarily because they're not trying to blend it in with their skin tone. No, it's they're not. White. They want it to be right. white. Yeah. And so they it's want very it to different stand out right. from what a normal person would put on mm-hmm. their face anyways. Right. And they actually talk about the, the, the auntie and the grandma who are in the house. It talks about how horrible their skin is mm-hmm. because the paint that they used was made out of lead. Right. Mm-hmm. And we all know how bad lead is. Yep. That's right. And once you hear that, you kind of get a little more of an understanding of why they're always in such a horrible mood. Yeah, because they're sick. Right. Sick. But they're basically just like brothel. um, It is. It's like a brothel. It's like a brothel. And I guess that that was... It's a high class brothel. It's a very high class brothel. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, brothel of the stars brothel. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really just didn't have any idea. I knew geishas had a, a status and it appears from the outside. Like when I was a kid, because they're so, I don't know, elegant and so well put together. And that whole thing about, you know, them performing. I always thought that they were more like actresses. Well, right, like performers, like what? But then as I was reading the book, I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. I had no idea that there was so much into this. And the book really does feel like it's the reason I loved it so much is because I felt like I was a fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. Like I was inside the culture. I was inside that house with the little girl and inside the bedroom with her and this guy later on in the book. Mm-hmm. Because the person that wrote it, who was the person that wrote it again? Oh, I didn't think you didn't said. I didn't look. I didn't say. Anyway, I started the, to look it up. The person and... that wrote it was so very good at bringing us into that moment. The description of everything, plus the way the story was woven around the details, really just brought out such an amazing combination of of things like a perfect storm yeah it did arthur golden is the who wrote it well imagine you picking that vonnie golden well yeah i know and that's probably one of the reasons why i was like hey look my last name i'm gonna read this (laughs) (laughs) but to tell you the truth i'd never really thought much of a geisha i I mean not that it's a different yeah it's a different culture and sometimes you know, we're we're egocentric as as humans and we don't really think about Well, we don't realize. Yeah. And and to talk about like the outfits that they had to wear and how heavy all of those kimonos and all of the under 
slips that they have to wear and how they have to wear their hair. It's just, it, it is not an easy life at all. And I think they had to pay for their kimonos too, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and the they're house, really, really super expensive. Right. The house bought the kimonos and it went towards your debt. Right, and, right. That's what I meant. Is that sometimes one of your one of the men who paid a one of your suitors, I guess you would call them, mm-hmm. would or your patrons would buy a, a kimono as a gift. Right. Because she's actually given a kimono as a gift. Right. And they're not hookers. Nope. No. They're not hookers. Well, I kind of maybe thought they were, but I believe their virginity is for sale. Well, their virginity is for sale, but they also like um if they're a mistress to a, they call them Donna's, which they pay the house that they're, mm-hmm. they pay the geisha house to be that specific geisha's Donna. And the geisha actually, she has no say. No, nope, none at all. On who it's going to be. Which they, is why it's a bit like a brothel. Yeah. They basically bid on it and the highest bidder gets their virginity, gets the prize, gets her virginity, gets to be her Donna. Ugh. And, and you know what? It it really was just so, I don't know, all-encompassing. You felt like you are there. You do. You really do. I enjoyed it. I, I would give it a five. Me too. And like I said, I'm not a huge... The Chinese culture isn't one that really well, interests Jap- me very much. Jap- Japan, isn't it? Oh, I guess it is Japan. Sorry. No, it's okay. The Japan, Japanese culture is not one that yeah. interests me very much. But I would still give it a five. And the writing style, I did enjoy the writing style. It re- really was good. So so Memoirs of a Geisha by... Memoirs of a Geisha by Arthur Golden. Wants to go next. Do I need to go next or you want to go next? I don't care. Mine's like completely opposite, more fun a little bit. Okay, yeah, that's well, good. So put yours in the middle because mine's not fun. Okay, a little less serious. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Maze Runner uh, by James Dashner. Oh, I haven't read that. Really? No. Um, it's another young adult. I love reading young adult for some reason. Um, and actually, I started reading it and was wondering why I was reading a book about little boys. Um, <laughs> but it's actually really good. And why it's, am I reading about little boys? It's because I, I don't wonder, cougar training started well, early. I don't uh, like, you know, I didn't I wasn't a little boy, obviously, so I didn't didn't relate a whole lot to it. But um, at the beginning, ah. um, essentially, it's about a boy who wakes up and he's in this field and he's surrounded by other boys, um, some of them older than him some of them younger than him but they're all under 18 Uh and so they're just in this like field essentially and then as he um kind of figures out like where he is people start talking to him he realizes they're actually in the middle of a maze oh and the maze he just wakes up there yes he just wakes up there and this happens um every so often um they always they find a new boy it's always a boy um in this, like, it's, I, I picture it as like a pit kind of that, and stuff is just like transported there, and they don't, uh. the boys don't really know how it gets there, or where it's coming from, or anything. Hmm. And so, if you leave the center of the maze, you're stuck in. I mean, they're like million feet tall, like walls, but they move. Um, 
there's things that can attack you out there and they don't really know what they are. And it's just like this like terrifying existence if you leave the center of the maze. And so he's there for a little while. He starts realizing um, all, the, every, all the little boys there, they have jobs. And so he wants to be a maze runner, which means you leave the maze and you try to find a way to escape so that oh. they can all escape. So what, it's is a very, it like a big community in the middle of this maze? Or how long do they stay there? Well, some of them have been there for several years. Oh, my gosh. And some of them have died there. And they have a graveyard for some of the little boys that have died. I thought you said this was a fun book. It ki- well, it's a, it's kind of serious. And it sounds then, like a really dark labyrinth. Yeah. And so, well, he decides he wants to be a maze runner, um, but... It's kind of there's a little bit of a hierarchy in within this community. There's maybe I don't th- even think there's a hundred boys, but they all there's like a cook. There's you know they have all these different jobs, and so at first he gets thrown into like the farming, like where people are. They have pigs and man, this some is, other this stuff. Must be a big place. It sounds like it is, and well, and the maze for sure is huge, mm-hmm. and so he ends up becoming a maze runner on accident almost. And then he finds this area. Um, it's like a cliff within the maze that these things that will attack them, mm-hmm. especially at night if you're out in the maze, they just like, they'll run off the cliff and disappear. Uh-huh. But they just disappear. They don't die. Like they're not falling to their death. He figures out there's like this like time warp or something going on and he doesn't really know what it is. And he's terrified uh-huh. to jump into it or anything. A couple of weeks into him arriving, a little girl arrives, and they've never had a girl Whoa. in their presence, and everybody freaks out because it just completely changed, like, they don't Whoa, know what's changed, going on. It would change the whole dynamic of the community. Well, right. Yeah, they don't know how to treat her. They think um, she's there to, like, kill them. Like, she, they don't know anything about this girl, but he, like, almost has a connection with her, and he's, like, defending her and trying to protect her. While everybody else is terrified that she's causing all these other issues that start happening, oh. and so um, I don't want to like yeah, give anything it. away, but it's very interesting. And then there's actually I think two more after this that I well, need to I read. had seen four, a lot three. of. Uh, isn't there a movie too? Yeah, there's a movie. I haven't. I seen haven't the movie. seen the movie, and I I have seen the books in the library. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think um, it's very similar to like Hunger Games and. That type of novel. Hmm. You know, I don't read a lot of young adults, so I've never read The Hunger Games. (laughs) I actually really liked The Hunger Games. I liked The Hunger Games myself. Although the last couple of books were definitely not as good as the first one. Because once you get used to the premise, I think, of a book like that, Mm -hmm. then it normalizes things so that when it continues, it changes your view. It's not as interesting because you're already. Exactly. You've already entered that area, that culture. So it's. You've entered You're the realm. definitely more critical of the way the story progresses. Mm. So you think you're going to read another one? Uh, yeah, I think I'll finish the series. Uh, I don't think I'll rush to finish it, but I do this. It was a very interesting story um, because there are so many books that are similar to like the Hunger Games. It would set itself apart. Oh, I don't know. I can't give away the ending on the first one, but I'm interesting, interested to see like how everything else plays through. So it was enough to make you want to read the next book. Yeah, That's- I would give it maybe like a three point eight. If I was um, like younger and maybe a different gender, 
it might be a five. <laughs> but <laughs> so it's a good young adult for adult book for boys for oh, males yeah. for sure. But it not I think I think what if I once I read the next books because now that the girl wasn't involved until very late in the book. Oh, and the first see. like half of the book is all just this community of boys who are silly and you know like I mean. Well, it might Boys, also be interesting. Yeah. In adults who like young There young are adults an awful lot of adults. Who have boys. That, right. Yeah. That enjoy. I read an awful lot of uh, young adult books when my son was a certain age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still love those books. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have anything to relate once he got a little older. So I kind of stopped reading them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are a lot of women who listen to this podcast who have boys. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I think. They will Something definitely they like can it. recommend to their sons to keep them reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that keeps your sons reading. My goodness. Yes. I was always excited when my son actually found a book that he wanted to read because Ugh. it was so rare. <laughs> He's yeah. not as much of a reader as I am. And my son is not a reader either. But he much did read my The Hunger chagrin. Games. He did read all of The Hunger Games and he liked The Hunger Games. If he liked The Hunger Games. I think if anyone who likes The Hunger Games or uh, just any of those will like the Maze Runner. And you said you had seen the movie? No, I haven't seen it oh, yet. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering um, how it... Um, how it compares? Yeah. Oh. I'll let you know. I think it's on like Amazon Prime or something. I've seen it, I especially when it first came out. I saw all of the advertisements for it. It looks more adult than the books are. Hmm. I can tell you that. Trying hmm. to catch more of a wider audience. Probably. probably. Could be. A lot of times if the story is good enough... You know, you can tra- it, it translates well mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. wider audience, which is yeah. why the Hunger Games did so well. Right. Because even though they were young people, they were behaving like adults. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I know a lot of adults who enjoyed reading the Hunger Games as well. Mm-hmm. So. Divergent and Insurgent in those novels mm-hmm. are also great. Like, We've had a lot of people category. come in looking for those. A lot of people look for those. Mm-hmm. And I know that the movies were not as well, re- well received as the books as the books were. I might they might be in that box I just gave you, by the way. Well, oh, we good. need more copies. Yeah, so. I think <laughs> if there is. By the way, good. we are volunteer librarians. Bonnie and I are. Yes. In case anybody missed that in any of our previous podcasts, mm-hmm. so we see all of we see all kinds of readers come through the door mm-hmm. and know what people ask for the most. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely right on the top of the list right now for some reason. That and Potter stills there. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have one um, patron who comes in and they're they're reading the Potter series right now. Yep. And when the, I think it's a sister and a brother. So they're, they're back and forth. Yeah. She returns it and he checks it out. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> she's older. Which is kind of cool because yeah. I mean, me and my sisters. Because then they have something to share. Me and my sisters used to play games with reading books, and mm-hmm. we would go back and forth. Like, we read the Little House on the series, or Little House on the Prairie series. I read that and as we a child would do as that, well. Yeah. You know, one would finish, and the next one would take it, and the next one would take it. I loved that series. I did You know, too. I was just reading about that series the other day. Um, something about how the sister, remember the blind sister? I don't remember what her name was. Mm-hmm. Mary. She was the Mary. older sister. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about how she actually went blind wasn't how they said in the book. It was something else. She, ch- I, uh, I've actually, cause I went and read like all of those in high school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
and they she changed a lot of Laura Ingram. Yeah. And so she took a lot of stuff out that really happened, but then also put some stuff in right. that... Because uh, it was a yeah. fictionalized account. But she... Um, her upbringing, her life. There, like, we found out she had an encounter with, like, a serial killer at the, in a time... It, it's, like, proven that... Oh, wow. Like, she, and so she took that out of the book because she felt like it was too... Like, she didn't... like It, it was too personal? It was just... Or no, too graphic? too... Like she didn't want it because for her readers were such a young. It was meant for young, oh. like young adults oh, yeah. essentially, and so she didn't want that in there. And it's not like he tried to kill her. It was just I think a serial killer lived very close to her, and that would definitely yeah. impact the family and the way you know the fear of the family and stuff. Well, yeah. it would change, uh, and it would change the feel of the books. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't, and be... you know what? They really are excellent, excellent books for young girls. Mm-hmm. It is because it takes you outside yourself. Especially in this techno- technological age, to look back at what your ancestors, your very immediate ancestors, had to do to survive, and you know? how they their day to day life, right? Yeah, yeah. What did we diverge there? Speaking yes, we of did. Divergent. Well, what did you uh, read? Well, first of all, what was the what was the author of your? Uh, it's the Maze Runner by James Dashner. Okay, all right, all right. Now moving right along. Um, actually, what I read was extremely, uh, it, was a, it's, it was a disturbing book, but I loved it, loved it, loved it. Same author as The Girl with All the Gifts, which was the child zombie thing that yes. Ronnie read a few weeks ago. And I really liked that author, the way that he wrote his writing style. M.R. Carey. I'm not sure if M. it's R. a guy Carey. or a girl. That's why I said author, because I can't Yeah, I, I, I didn't look that up, actually. I probably should have, but I just get the feeling it's a woman. Yeah, based it does on, seem a little. Yeah, based on the approach of the writing, I'm. I would vote for. Yeah, that's a woman. Yeah. No, <laughs> the, the author's probably listening, going. <laughs> or it's a male, not a, not afraid to be in touch with his feminine side. Yeah, could in be. his writing styles. Could be. But anyhow, this book is called Fellside, and it is about um, the main character is an addict, a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have picked this book had I not read The Girl with All the Gifts because mm-hmm. it's really not my thing. As you know, I'm not a was great... Was this a list book or something? No, it was not a list book. Oh, it came up on, on Overdrive on the library and I was like, oh, I recognize that author. As okay. recommended to you? I'll try that. Yeah. 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 Because mm-hmm. I do that. If, if, if there's a book out there that an author writes that I really love and I like their writing style, I'll try a book even if it isn't in my wheelhouse. Yes. So anyway, she's the, the main character is a heroin addict, and she is in jail mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book. And we find out that her that she is accused of murder because she um, supposedly set her apartment on fire when she was high, and the little boy who lived in the apartment upstairs died because of it. <gasps> And her face was all burned off. So she's so she's disfigured as well. Mm-hmm. But in, and this is a British novel, so it takes place in a different, you know, justice system than mm-hmm. here. And she gets convicted of murder. Of murder, not manslaughter? Exactly. It's a, like mm-hmm. I said, it would not happen here the same way. Mm-hmm. But she did go to prison. So it's it takes place inside the, the majority of it takes place inside a women's prison. 
And this character is completely hopeless. She goes on hunger strike. You know, she doesn't want to live. She is taking responsibility for having killed this little boy, for him dying. And she knew the little boy and liked the little boy. Mm-hmm. And so she had a personal connection with him and it made the, you know, just... It made the crime that much more horrible. Yeah, she just was done Mm -hmm. because she couldn't believe that her addiction had, you know, taken her to this level. But the story progresses when the ghost of the little boy appears to her and begins to tell her that, you know, she has the conversation with the little boy and she says, I'm sorry, I started the fire that killed you. And the little boy's like, but I didn't die in the fire. Oh, twist. Yeah. So then, of course, then she chooses, okay, I know I said I don't want an appeal, but I want an appeal. I want to see all the documents. I want to see everything. So she has all this stuff delivered to her cell, and she begins going through everything. So the story is really about her trying to find out what happened, actually, whether or not she was really responsible for having killed this little boy. Right, but Mm -hmm. she's finding more to... Is she finding out, trying to find out more for her own self? No, she's completely. Or un- she nope. wants to get her. She's conviction completely overturned. unselfish in that she wants to find out who really killed the little boy. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, she wants because to- he is appearing to her constantly, hmm. and so she's trying to figure out. You know, it's like it's just like a big puzzle, and of course, in the meantime, she's in prison. And there's all kinds of prison stuff going on, drugs and just horrible beatings that take place because she's new Mm -hmm. and the interaction between herself and other prisoners. And it's it's really a heart wrenching read. But at the same time, you're so focused on trying to find out, you know, trying to solve the mystery. And as you guys know, that does it for me every time. Mm -hmm. You like a puzzle. Yes. So that's why I... That and the fact that the book was so dang good. Yeah. The writing was just so good (laughs) that I was completely, you know, entrenched in the story and wanting to read all the time until I got to the very very end. And of course, there's a huge, huge ass twist at the end, which always makes it even better. So I got to give it a five. It was very good. So you didn't expect the twist at the ending? No, not at all. There were... Just things are not always what they seem. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we project our feelings onto other people. Mm-hmm. And that can be good or bad. Yes. And, you know, it's also a tiny bit of a love story, but not much because the guy who's or her lawyer, you know, slowly falls in love with her, mm-hmm. which is why he's helping her out mm-hmm. because he, you know, has feelings for her. And she just really isn't all that interested. But there's still that element in there as well. There's the element of, oh, my gosh, is she going to even survive prison because it's a corrupt and horrible place? Mm -hmm. And there are killings and all kinds of things that go on as well, which makes the story all that more compelling and exciting in a twisted kind of way. Yeah. And it's a new book, too. So. For those of you who need something to read that might be a little bit more on the new side. Now, was this audio? Did you? It, it was on audio. Was yes, audio? I did. I listened to it on audio. It actually sounds really good. It was 
It was really, um, I liked Orange is the New Black. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not because I like the idea of prison or people being in prison or anything about prison. But it was a good story. But it was a really good story because there are a lot of people who get into trouble, not because they're bad people, but because they make bad decisions and because they're in circumstances that maybe are a little out of their control. Yes. And in this case, the woman, yeah, she was a heroin addict, but she was with a guy who was a horrible person and was abusing her. Mm. So, you know, you have that layer of stuff going on as well to see, yes, sometimes women get into situations where they're addicted to things and then they're victimized by Mm -hmm. men who know that they can victimize them because they're addicted to something. Mm Mm-hmm. So they use it. They use it against them. Exactly. And it, it I don't know, it just creates more compassion for people who end up in situations where they've completely lost control of everything in their life. Right. And it's not necessarily something that they should be hated for. Mm-hmm. They should be, you know, I, I, I'm interested in understanding. Yeah, because it's so easy to just, you know, turn your nose at those people yeah. and look down on them. But you don't know their story. Exactly. You don't There's know. There's so much that goes on. What mm-hmm. happened to make them the way that they are or what kind of circumstances or what kind of family life that they had. Right. Or home life. And that's not an excuse. It's not an excuse, but it helps you understand how they end up that way. Exactly. And Orange is the New Black is great because it actually tells everybody's story. Right. It goes back. How they got there. Into other the other prisoners' histories, and it shows them outside of prison and how mm-hmm. they ended up, right? The way that they and are. And of course, it was a huge success because. So yeah, I, I guess as as a person, as an individual, I've always been interested in trying to be as accepting as possible of other people's situations, and sometimes it's hard to do that if you don't have you a don't frame understand. of reference. And I'm not the kind of person who ever went to jail for anything. Yeah. Yeah. My Maybe biggest... I would have been had the circumstances been different. You right. just don't know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you, you look at those other people's lives and how they got to where they are. And you look back at your life and you're like, I am so lucky. Yeah. One wrong turn. Yeah. Because a lot of times. That could have been me. It just, that's all it takes. Yeah. And I just, a lot of times I just want to understand yeah. I want to understand. Well, this is a great. Why people are the way they are. This is a great book for that. You know, I I might yep. have to check that out. Yeah, it's a great book for that. Once again, it's called Fellside by the author M.R. Carey, who is also the author of a recently reviewed book called The Girl with All the Gifts, which was also excellent. <laughs> I'm going in right now and putting it on my wish list. <laughs> Well, my job is done here. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about the superhero <laughs> angle? Yes. I, I just flipped my cape back. Here I come to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you letting me search? Okay, there it goes. And next week, oh my gosh. Do you know what you're reading next week? Uh, well, I read two books in the same week that were so good that I wanted to review both of them this week. But sadly, we're out of time. <laughs> so I guess I'm just going to have to leave you with a little teaser that I read another fairly new book that I'm going to be reviewing next week. And it is super duper awesome. 
good. Well, we can't wait. I don't think you. You know, we haven't talked books in a no, couple of days. No, we haven't. I, don't I didn't think tell I you know about yeah, this book I yet. I didn't tell you hardly, and that's because I was so in the mode. That makes me. Sad. I was completely ignoring everything, which was a good thing this week, considering our political. <laughs> situation in the United States that I was not paying attention to anything but my books. Yeah. Head mm-hmm. in the sand, folks. That's me. Yes, <laughs> I understand. So, yes, I needed some entertainment this week, and so I'm glad that I had two really, really awesome novels. And two of the books that were on my wish list just came up today. So I'm probably going to have another one to talk about. There's no guarantee I'll like them, of course, but... Good. Yeah. I like okay. to sometimes talk about books I didn't like as well if I think other people might like them. Yeah. Spell the name of that book. Is it F-E-L-L-S-I-D-E? Yes, no Fellside. Yes. And it's that's the name of the prison. Fellside. So, what about you, Nicole? Do you know what you're reading next week? I've been downloading books uh, for my vacation. So, I have like 300 options. Oh, my gosh. Good Girls Revolt, the book. Ah. Uh, a Room, which was on sale today. Room? A room. It's like, Oh, it's not it's, room. It's a room. Okay. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Is that the one about the little no, boy? No, no. Okay. That's room, not a room. Or No, I think it's it's on Amazon, like the movie. It's There's a movie, too. Okay, that's probably the one about the little boy and his mother. Yeah. Are you doing the audio? Or is or it a mother? I don't know. I didn't Kindle. read it. It's a, it's a uh, $2.99 on Kindle. It looks too Amazon depressing Kindle. for me. That's so, the you know. one that I told you that um, I was on hold forever for because it was yep. supposed to be a mm-hmm. really good book. And when I got it, I couldn't stand the person who was narrating it. Oh. Yeah. So I ended up not reading yeah, it. Yeah, that happens sometimes with audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, it's not a problem. But occasionally, you'll get an author that reads or somebody with a really annoying voice that you just it's chalkboard yeah. nails yeah. and you can't get into it. But if either of you are interested in Kindle books, they've got like a huge sale going on right now. Okay. All right. So I guess the superhero cape will fly again. Yes. But before that, let's go ahead and review what books we Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, Vani, what did you read again? I read Memoirs of a Geisha by Arthur Golden. Uh, the Maze Runner by James Dashner. And Fellside by M.R. Carey. All right, girls. Let's try this one more time and see if we can do it, okay? Book girl, three book girl powers activate! <laughs> okay, you didn't know I was going to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. And uh, this uh, ends. We it. have to have powers that we can say. Um, all right, well, we'll work on that later. Maybe next week. <laughs> okay, well, um, see, would be what history power, young adult power? No idea. So, thank you for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> and this is another episode of Three, Three Book, Book Girls. Girls.